unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. And please welcome Christopher Roush. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Hello, hello, hello. It is Christopher Roush. It is your place for the Raw and Unscripted Show. The place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Ron and Scripted Baby, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Your place where we rock and roll, either myself or with a guest designed to move your perspectives, your attitude, and your opportunities forward by increasing your confidence and your awareness of what is possible. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning, wherever it is you are in the world watching this live or on the replay. Thank you guys so much for being here every single week. You're part of the Misfits for Life, and we appreciate you so very much. And so now we got a great show for you. Uh, and uh, just before we get started on that, just want to bring something to your attention. As always, uh, helphealhumanity.org. Ladies and gentlemen, helphealhumanity.org. Of course, you guys know I'm on the board of directors for that. And right now I want to bring to light, we have a few positions that are open, volunteer positions open on the board, actually on the board of directors and also volunteering for some positions that we have available. So if you are interested in volunteering your time for an amazing, amazing organization, you guys know I talk about Help Heal Humanity a lot. Serena Buffalino and the team are absolutely amazing. We've got some great stuff coming up here uh, this year. We're going to be actually starting a podcast, uh, Help Heal Humanity podcast, which is going to be on E360 TV, which is pretty amazing. So yours truly will most likely be on there at the helm of this podcast, along with some other guest hosts, uh, part of the Help Heal Humanity family. So again, if you guys are interested, go to helphealhumanity.org and go to the volunteer tab and check out what's going on there. We would love to have you a part of the organization. Uh, and uh, especially right now, more than ever in this world, uh, our thoughts and our prayers go out to the to the people and the families of the Ukraine. Uh, we're sending you lots of love and prosperity. You guys know me. I don't watch the news or follow politics very much, but I was watching the news last couple of days, and my heart goes out to the people of Ukraine. The massive uh, of bravery and what they're doing right there, fighting for their country. My heart goes out to them. My heart goes out to all of you um, each and every day. You know, this this thing that we call life is such an amazing experience. And it's even better when you are lending your efforts and lending your passions to make the world a better place. When you're lifting other people up who are struggling, the world needs you and needs us right now more than ever to be able to do that. So uh, yes, yes, yes. We appreciate you guys. Uh, everything that you do to make the world a better place. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. We got Ron in the house he's all what's up he goes high energy my brother yes of course high energy ron what else would you expect uh ron's a new friend of mine we've met each other and just having great conversations and uh, supporting one another and everything that we do we've got robert in the house he says good evening christopher good evening robert thank you for being here brother i appreciate you we've got monica in the house what's up monica she says hi send me uh info on help heal humanity all you got to do is just go to www.helphealhumanity.org, go to the volunteer tab, and you will find that. But I'll be glad to talk to you offline, Monica, about that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And Robert's saying, hello, Monica. So yes, uh, as always, you guys know that uh, comments and questions are appreciated during the broadcast. So if you have a question for myself or my guest tonight, please do not hesitate in asking that, or you can DM, DM either one of us if you don't want to ask it uh, publicly. But uh, of course, you guys are misfits for life, so you don't have any problem being public with the things that are going on in your in your world. So again, yes, we appreciate you guys being here. Uh, Monica says here, she's got it. So without any further ado, I met the gentleman that we're going to have on the show tonight many, many, many moons ago. We were just recapping here just for a few minutes before we went live. Uh, Mark Mawinney is just an amazing dude. He is the founder of Natural Born Coaches, uh, and he's actually just an amazing dude. He has uh, created the coaching jungle. So out there for you professional advice seekers, your coaches, you're definitely going to want to pay attention to this conversation tonight. But Mark is just an amazing steward of business professionalism, sales. He has an amazing background in that and just really loves to support people authentically, genuinely, uh, transparently. We're going to get into some nuts and bolts tonight about what we can do as business owners, as entrepreneurs, as would-be entrepreneurs, because I know a lot of people out here in uh, in Misfit land, you guys have been talking about starting some businesses. So this will be a great conversation for you as well. So again, take this opportunity to ask Mark some questions. And without any further ado, Mark Mawinney, welcome to the Raw in a Scripted Show. What's up, brother? How are you doing? Uh, good. Um, I guess your friends will have to know my energy probably won't match yours tonight. Even on a good day, I don't think it would match it. It's 11.05 uh, p.m. here in Canada in my neck of the woods. So I joked. I said I have to get some Red Bull in me to to match your uh, your high-octane energy. But yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. 
No problem. I didn't. I didn't realize you're. Four, you must be four hours ahead of us then. I, I I'm in a weird time weird. zone. I'm an hour later than Eastern time, so I'm four hours later than Pacific. We share a time zone. I'm in New Brunswick, which is in Atlanta, Canada, right next to the state of Maine. We share a time zone with Bermuda, which is really weird. Um, <laughs> I had to take a look before we came on. I'm like, when did I have Christopher on my podcast? It was May fifteenth, twenty fifteen, was the release date. So we're coming up to what's that? Seven years, which is wow. absolutely crazy. Um, I made a joke. I told you I can't believe it. I'm about to hit 30 years old. I feel old. No, I'm not 30. Um, but you're on episode 180 of my show. And we're up to 753, I think, as of today. So um, I got to get you back on to Natural Born Coaches. No, awesome. Dan. No, dude, I would appreciate that. It's uh, it's crazy when when you say that because I did go on and I checked out your podcast and I was like, and I actually made a note, over 700 episodes. Yeah. That is that is phenomenal. How do you How do you not run out of content? Uh, well, I'm lucky I have great guests like yourself and others. So they do all the heavy lifting. <laughs> I just have to ask some questions. And uh, I will say all kidding aside, because I ran a solo podcast for quite a while. And uh, it is a lot more work doing a solo show, you know, when, when you're the only one doing it, I prefer, shouldn't say prefer, I like both, but I, I do like having a guest on There's some back and forth. And um, my podcast is and same thing with my daily emails. I've been doing those since 2016. It's really uh, what Darren Hardy talked about in his um, uh, book, you know, where with the uh, continuous small compound effect, right? You do small things, they add up. So if you told me back in November 2014 when I launched a show, like, oh, yeah, you'll be up to 750 some episodes and all this, I would have been probably freaked out and thought, oh my God, you just, you know, what is that old saying? Journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step. You start doing that single step and there, here we are. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I love that. I love that book too. The compound principle by Darren Hardy. I quote that quite often sitting up yeah. on my bookshelf right there. Oh, wow. I love that because people don't realize that Mark. I mean, you're, you're an excellent example of that. And what we're talking about is that compound interest just doing a little bit every single day. And I know that you read the book will. And so, you know, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I love, and I've been quoting the story at the very beginning of the book about the perfectly laid brick. What did you think about that story? Oh, with his father's, uh, was it a garage or something? Him and his brother were uh, working on a wall or something. Is that it? Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was a cool book. Uh, it, I was uh, freaked out at the very end of it. Spoiler alert. He talked about jumping out of the helicopter and the bungee cord, you know, it was on like online. You can watch it and everything else. Um, I thought it was really cool because uh, that just illustrated what we were talking about with the compound effect. And he also talked about his ups and downs, which tied into another Darren Hardy book, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster, <laughs> which talked about those ups and downs as well. So um, I like to uh, say that I'm a, an optimistic realist. So I think I'm very optimistic, but I'm also realistic that when I jumped into business, I didn't say, oh, I'm going to make a million bucks as a coach in the first month. You know, like I said, I'm just going to go out there, do the best possible job. I'm going to give myself a runway uh, and then we'll see where it goes. And I think that's uh, what I also advise my clients. You know, I'm not saying you don't want to make a lot of money early on, you know, and it does happen, but a million bucks in a month working five minutes a day from your hot tubs, probably not going to happen. <laughs> no, that's not real. Yeah. You know, I can't do that. I can't Sorry, get a coaching certification in a weekend and for $7. Uh, well, I saw you know, one today that said coaching certification for $7. I was like, yeah. what the fuck is that? <laughs> well, that's why I like your show because you're all no BS, no fluff and everything else. And unfortunately, the coaching world is, uh, what's the word I uh, want to hear often? Douchepreneurs. I think that fits a lot of people <laughs> in the coaching world or douche canoes, uh, you could say. And these people are just so cheesy and everything else. So one of the things I've tried to do with my business, I know you have as well, is just basically lay it out there, you know, raw, real, no BS. And then you're, uh, I don't want to work with the get rich quick type people uh, that, that have these unrealistic expectations and they're looking for a magic bullet and they're not willing to do the work. I'm trying to chase them away. So the people who actually do work with me or consume my, my products and so on are serious. You know, they're willing to roll up their sleeves and put the work into it. And that's a much better experience for me and for them as well. Yes. I, I mean, I love that point, Mark. And, and, and being selective on the customers that, and the clients that you work with, that's one thing that I did. I mean, back when I was on your show in 2015, I didn't have the no excuses moniker, but that was one thing I was sitting there thinking about. I'm like, I'm sick and tired of these people who are like, well, you know, blah, 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 and all these different excuses. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to put it out there. No excuses, coach. Yeah. So like people know exactly what they're getting into. And people have, 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 have called me, like we've done client intake uh, conversations and they're like, I'm scared to death to talk to you. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. why are you scared to death? I'm just, all I'm going to do is out of love, I'm going to hold you to your excuses. We're going to find ways to empower yourself. So you don't have those excuses and that you get on with your life and you live fucking happy. You know, it's just, 
once you stop those excuses, you know, it's amazing what it is that you can accomplish. Uh, well, uh, one of the things I do with my content is sometimes I like to poke the bear a little bit. You know, I don't like the well, I see that. boring, yeah, mushy middle. I call it content, which will never offend people. So I don't know if you saw, I talked about it on Facebook, but I sent an email out uh, the other day and uh, the subject line offended one of my subscribers. And this is an awful subject line. People are going to think I'm worse than Hitler. Uh, the subject line was just the facts, ma'am, you know, an old dragnet quote from the 70s. I don't think right. that's terribly controversial. I could do a lot worse if I was trying. Um, I got an email back within, I don't know, an hour of sending it. And she said, basically paraphrasing, you're awful. I can't believe you'd say this. That's offensive to a lot of um, people. A lot of women don't like being called ma'am, even though I wasn't you know, calling. Are you serious? Ma'am. Yeah, it's uh, fine. But but that's fine. She did me a favor. She Well, here's the part that's funny. She said, please unsubscribe me from your list, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, yo, you couldn't have taken 0.7 seconds to click the button, uh, the unsubscribe link at the bottom of the emails. Uh, but, you know, she was having her Karen moment where she's lashing out at a stranger. Uh, but she did me a favor where I thought I would never want to work with this woman anyways. You know, she gets offended by just the facts. Ma'am, you know, we have like, maybe World War III breaking out here in Europe and everything else. But right. uh, Mark Moyni sent out an email that had the word ma'am in the subject line. That's much worse than what Putin's doing and stuff like that, too. Um, but it's really, it's frustrating. And that's a very rare situation. Uh, for the amount of emails I send and the size of my list, I would think I, I would get more of that. Um, sure. But, I mean, I've sent other emails out. I sent one out a few years ago that was talking about um, how there's many ways to build a coaching business. And it, I said there's many ways to skin a cat. Uh, now there's someone who I think it took it too literally and, and uh, was into animal rights and said, you know, this is awful. You're advocating skinning cats and blah, blah, blah. And I said, no, that's, that's a saying, you know, I wasn't actually saying go skin a cat, uh, but that's fine. I want to chase those people away. I have no desire to, to work with those types. Mm -hmm. No, I'm with you, dude. I mean, if you see my posts, I put stuff out there all the time. Like even the one today, it was like, you need to man up and get a set of balls, bro something like that. And I had people private message me. I love it. I love it. You're just so straight up. And every once in a while I'll get somebody like, you know, like you were saying like, Oh, that's offensive. I'm like, well, go find somebody else to not be offended by. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's fine. But that's crazy that somebody was offended about ma'am. I mean, that's just, that's, that's just the, the case of what's going on in the world. Sometimes that people are just so offended and looking for shit to be offended they by. Want when, to be offended. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, living in that victim state. So to your point, I love the fact that Every once in a while, I rub people wrong and it's like, all right, you know, no big deal. I had somebody, this is no joke since we're talking about this. I had somebody reach out to me and let me think, let me think, because I've had a, I've had a few recently. What the hell did she do? Oh, um, it was something I posted. Let me think. I want to make sure I get it right. Um, it was something about that, about balls and stuff like that. And she's like, I really think that's a, oh, that's what it was. Um, you don't need to, you, you're such a great coach. You don't need to speak yeah. like that. You don't need to swear and da, 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 da. But yeah. it was funny. I got that one message, but I got like 30 other messages saying, dude, I so respect you. And you just call it how it is. You're, you're loving. And it was just like, I got that one person. I wrote back to her and I said, Hey, I appreciate that. I said, but unfortunately I said, I said, fortunately I've had a lot of people that actually appreciate that. So, you know, it said, if it's not for you, it's totally cool. And she's like, no, I'm not saying it's not for me, but I just, I just would love to see you not do that so much. And I said, well, yeah. there's times where I don't swear at all. It's not a big deal, but yeah, I mean, people just need to focus on their own shit and make sure that they're, uh, they're taking care of themselves. So yeah, I love cool. that. Well, years, years ago I had someone, I used the word crap, um, in an email, which I don't think is too bad, uh, huh. not dropping F bombs and stuff. And she said, Mark, I love your content, but she said, uh, your language when you said crap wasn't on the same vibrational plane or something as mine. I don't know, some energy plane or something. I'm not a woo woo guy. And no, uh, I'd appreciate it if you cleaned up your language as like a school teacher, you know, like discipline me. And I just said, Hey, look, you know, I write like I talk. If you're not cool with that, feel free to unsubscribe, you know, no hard feelings, but, uh, it's strange. I, I think, yeah, like you said, people want to be offended and uh i i don't think people realize yet that you're allowed to scroll past a facebook post you don't agree with without commenting on it or an email that you get in your list you can just simply unsubscribe you don't have to actually reach out and you know cause a scene about it <laughs> what do you what do you think that is what do you think what do you think that is at the root like when you think about people who are like that what, what's what's wrong what's what's their deal well, I mean, you, you've always heard hurt people hurt people and all this stuff. And uh, I don't have any um, patience for those. Like, I know, uh, who was it? Uh, Jay Bear, was it? Somebody wrote uh, Hug Your Haters. And there's a whole thing, you know, you got to love them and swing them around. And I'm just not into that. I, I honestly, I think a lot of it is people who aren't very successful in their business. 
they see someone who's doing well like yourself or myself and they get triggered by it and so they're lashing out now they would never admit it uh, but subconsciously they see you doing you know living your dreams and helping people and stuff like that and they want to uh you know hurt you and get a dig in you at you um i will say that uh, our world isn't as bad as my um, fiance is uh, she's got i forget how many forty thousand tiktok followers and stuff she'll go live on tiktok that's brutal um, you know, she's a good looking woman, stuff like that. And some of the stuff that comes at her and, and things with, I, she asked me actually earlier tonight, um, she's like, Hey, do you want to come on TikTok live with me? I'm like, no way. No way. No. <laughs> I did once and everyone's like, you know, like, what are you doing with that old troll and all that stuff? I'm like, geez, you know, like I'm not Brad Pitt, but come on, you know, right. <laughs> me some slack, you know? So, um, it's not as bad, you know, um, as maybe say TikTok where, but it could still be annoying. You, you have to block it out. Um, I do what uh, Ben Settle recommends doing and when it comes to the trolls and stuff, you never um, answer them. You know, you don't feed the trolls. Uh, but what you can do is take whatever you know, nonsense they're spewing at you and you can turn it into content, content fodder for other stuff. And then mm -hmm. you turn it into sales. So you don't actually acknowledge them, which bugs them because they want a reaction when they see that Christopher's not answering them. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Why isn't he, why didn't you answer me? Why didn't you reply? But then you can turn that into an email to your list or a social media post and say, hey, I got, you know, this idiotic comment on my, you know, from my email earlier today, ta-da, ta-da, ta-da. By the way, this is where they're wrong. And then, oh, yeah, and uh, I um, go over this in greater detail in module two of my XYZ program. Here's a link yep. to check it out. So you're turning it into an actual sale that way. So there you're, as Ben says, uh, you're unpaid interns. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Actually, Robert says here, he goes, I love Ben's stuff. Yeah, Ben's uh, great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for being here, Robert. Appreciate it. We got Tammy in the house. She says, hi, Robert. We got John in the house. Well, actually I call him Jock, my brother from another mother. He says, yo, yo, yo peeps. What's up, John? Thank you for being here. Uh, Robert says here, he says, uh, this is what happened when I saw a structure on, when I saw a structure on Google maps and thought, what's that? And zoomed it up. And there were conversations taking place. If you want to call them that. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the place, but, um, when I think about, you know, we're talking about the last two years, we got Lynn in the house. What's up, Lynn? That's, hello. We got uh, Megan in the house. Hello, Egan. Megan. Sorry. Um, we got Alev. Alev, uh, thank you for being here. Appreciate that. You're new to the show, so appreciate that. You know, over the last couple of years, Mark, with COVID and everything else, and I know you're up in New Brunswick in Canada, what has been the experience for you? What have you learned most about yourself and what have you learned most about your, your customers and your client base? I don't know if I want to get too political. <laughs> you know, we're talking about raw and unfiltered. I, I've learned, I had a very low opinion of politicians before COVID. And I think it went even lower because um, they're kooky here. I know you're in California, which is uh, a little bit crazy with uh, Newsom and some of them. We're just as bad or worse, you know, here. So I don't want to get onto a big rant about politicians. Um, I mean, I think for me, the big thing was... Uh, I, it's going to affect anyone, whatever's going on with it. But I was able to keep my head screwed on tight because there's certain things that I always did consistently every day and I just kept doing them. So I kept releasing the podcast, you know, uninterrupted, did my thing there. You know, uh, daily emails, continued to do daily emails. Rain or shine, they've gone out every day since April, I think April 10th, 2016. There's 2,000 and some days have not missed a day since then. I kept doing, yeah, I kept doing that. Uh, so if I didn't have those things I was doing consistently, the Facebook group, the other stuff, and I was just consuming the junk from the media 24 seven, I'd probably be a nervous wreck like half the population is right about now uh, mm -hmm. with it. So obviously it's a bummer. Like my fiance and I love going out to dinners. We like traveling, all that stuff, which suddenly you couldn't do, but it affected us a little less than say other people because we kept them busy. You know, with my business, I was just keeping busy with it. So what I learned about myself is at the end of the day, I'm the captain of the ship. Uh, there's going to be rough waters, you know, that's inevitable in life. Uh, but you have to just keep, uh, keep on the path, you know, and not get distracted or you're going to run up into the rocks, so to speak, to use that metaphor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I love, I love what you said. And it's really about consistency and it's about having that intention. You, from what I'm gathering, what you're saying is you have an intention set, like, okay, listen, I'm going to continue to deliver my product and my value and everything else is important because what it is that you're, you're serving your clients, you're ser serving your, your customers and you're being, you know, you're being, uh, you're having integrity with your word. And, and I know that you're a man about that. So I appreciate that about you. What have, what have you seen as far as, and this is, this is kind of a personal question for me. Um, and we kind of talked about it a second ago, but the thing I've seen in the last couple of years with everybody kind of like just, you know, the great resignation and everything that's going on is that you can't fucking swing a dead cat without finding somebody who is a coach now. 
And it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like driving me crazy. And you being, you know, the head with natural born coaches and everything, and really just being a, an icon in the industry now from from all your hard work and everything. What are your thoughts about that? You know, the whole coaching industry right now, and and what's going on, and what can coaches like myself who've been doing it for over twenty years, what can some of us do to kind of set ourselves apart from from all the noise and 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 really the the bad opinions that people are saying now? Like, oh, you know, I had this coach and he was you know stupid and didn't you know he was twenty five years old and all this different stuff that like I'm seeing the coaching industry getting a bad name is what I guess what I'm saying. What are your thoughts on all that? What, what can we do to rise above it? Well, I thought the coaching role was uh, crammed tight and very crowded back in 2014 when I started. And now it's 10 times, you know, noisier out there. And there's, you're right. Every, well, first off, it seems like every Tom, Dick or Harry's a coach, but really we're in a bit of a bubble. Like, I don't know about you. I'm, I'm sure it's this way too. Like all day long, you're talking with coaches, you're doing podcasts, we're doing shows and stuff. So we assume that uh, everyone out there knows about coaching. And if I were to go in my neck of the woods and my subdivision going down the street and knocking on doors asking who's worked with coaches and all that stuff they'd probably look at me like i have two heads right uh, they, or they would think what do you mean like athletics when you say coaches so um it's still the tip of the iceberg right now it feels like maybe well when i look online i see a lot of coaches becoming crypto experts and stuff now so maybe it'll get a little less crowded you know uh with it um but uh yes yeah, the tip of the iceberg there's still a lot of people who've never experienced coaching so i just say uh ignore all the noise with that or people say oh it's too crowded there's too much competition uh, the truth is uh, it's like Pareto's principle you know the 80 20 principle 20 percent mm -hmm. of coaches are have serious businesses they treat it serious and the other 80 percent are i hate to say playing at it or entrepreneurs but a lot of them just aren't professional you know and i'm sure you've probably seen this uh christopher there's people that don't show up for calls uh, they don't do what they say they're going to do. They The quote little things they don't do, but that says a lot about how they do the big things. And I'm yeah. like, if you can't manage your schedule, like I, sometimes someone won't show up for a call with me, like, oh, I'm really sorry, America. Some lame excuse. It's not like their kid got hit by a car or they're, you know, they came down with COVID or something. It's actually like a really lame excuse. Oh, sorry, I didn't notice that my calendar, whatever. Can, can you hop on now? And I'm like, if you can't manage your calendar, then good luck. You know, like you, you shouldn't be in business with it. And actually, I think it's probably not even 80 20 i think it's probably 90 10 now uh where 90 percent are really serious but then you get the 10 percent that treat it serious like a real business and then they're the ones making the money so it's a really long answer but that's my two cents on coaching in 2022 Mm -hmm. uh, no, I, and I love that. Would you say, you know, that 10% that that's right at the, at the top, would you say the difference in between the 10% and the other 90% is the fact that those 10% are really super passionate about wanting to truly help and coach people? Well, you know, I don't mean to be too hard on the 90%. I think um, a lot of them, they're not lazy. I think the issue is they don't know what to do. Uh, so they get frustrated because they try things and they don't work or they're being told by 177 different people, you have to be here, you have to be here, you have to do this, you have to do that. And they get frustrated. If they had a game plan to follow, they could roll up their sleeves and get the work done, you know, with it. So I don't mean to be snobby and say, oh, 90% are lazy bums or whatever. Um, going back to what I said with their hearing voices from all over saying, got to do this, got to do that. Uh, last what was it January of 2021, everyone was gushing about Clubhouse, you know, and they said to me, Mark, you got to be on Clubhouse. You're not on Clubhouse and all this stuff. I'm like, no, I'm not. Um, I finally gave in and I accepted an invite uh, from someone actually I was interviewed on his podcast. And afterwards, he said, he, you know, said, hey, why don't you try it out, Mark? I'll give you the invite, all that stuff. So I said, oh, I'll, I'll see, you know, it doesn't hurt to try. Uh, it wasn't my thing. You know, I just did not like Clubhouse, you know, going back to douchepreneurs, it seemed like it was douchepreneur central uh, there and stuff. And I just thought to sit around on this eight hours a day, hoping to get some golden nugget or whatever, or hey, maybe Elon Musk will pop into this room or whichever celebrity you have a crush on, you know, will show up. Just wasn't for me. Uh, but everyone said, oh my God, you got to be on there. You got to be on there. I went on Clubhouse like twice in my life, three times maybe. And that was it. You know, it just wasn't my thing. Uh, so if Clubhouse is your thing, hey, not knocking that, you know, good for you, you know, ride the wave if you want to. But I think we've seen with Clubhouse's popularity, using that as an example, it's mm -hmm. dropped down. Like nobody talks about it anymore. It's user base is, you know, it's, it's shrunk quite a bit and it's just, it's no longer the flavor of the day. So don't give into the bright, shiny objects. People say you have to do this, you have to do that. I really only do, I say only, I do three main things with my business or my three pillars and I still do some other things, but I focus on three 
things. There's podcasting. So that's my show, Natural Born Coaches, and going out on other shows like this, like we're doing right now. Um, the second one's community building with my Facebook group, The Coaching Jungle. Uh, check it out at thecoachingjungle.com. <laughs> Cheap plug. Um, no, and then actually, the third... <laughs> the third is daily emails, you know, email marketing uh, with it. So if I'm doing those three things, podcasting, community building, and daily emails, I know I'm good. I'm not trying to do 200 different things. Yeah, no, that's good. I think it's, I think that's important. Actually, I was, what I was talking to my mentor about today is trying to do too many things, but it, uh, actually I'll, I will share this with you. Clubhouse restored my faith in humanity. So we'll get, mm. we'll give two different perspectives on this. Sure. I was uh December of 20. I'm bad at the years now. Uh, December 2020, of 2020, when uh, I had heard about Clubhouse and everything, and I was like, no, 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 I've got too much other stuff on my plate. I've got, I'm on an international WhatsApp group and all this other stuff. And I kept seeing it and people say, oh, you got to be on it. You got to be on it. And I was like, no, no, no. And then it was like, I think it was December of 2020. And, you know, all the stuff with COVID and elections and everything was going on, the murder of George Floyd, everything was going crazy. And, and, and seriously, I was just like, oh, my God, humanity's fucked itself. It's th there's no coming back from this. I, mm. I don't know what's going to happen. And I was I was starting to lose my mind a little bit about where the state of the state of humanity was. And then literally within one hour, I had two people that I had not talked to in a while text message me and said, Chris, I'm on this clubhouse app. You got to check it out. I still remember I was telling the story earlier. Um, I told my wife, she's like, I was texting on my phone. She's like, what? And I was like, oh. And she's like, what? And I said, well, these people want me to do this clubhouse thing. So I'm going to go check it out. And she's like, all right. I came back four hours later because I, I literally accepted the invitation. I got on. The guy said, okay, I'm going to invite you to this room. Go to this room. And there was a couple hundred people in there. And we spent four hours just helping people, just talking to people, pouring into people, listening to their stories. And people were, were, were devastated and just all sorts of things were going on. And the thing I noticed after like the two-hour mark is not a single person said, who did you vote for? What's your stance on this? What's your belief in this? Blah, yeah. blah. Every, and I looked around the screen. I was looking at all the different faces, black, short, straight, gay. I mean, every every type of person in that room and nobody was talking about all the bullshit that was going on in the news media. And from that point on, I'm still on Clubhouse. I do three rooms a week. That's all I do. I don't go into any other place, but I serve the community that comes to hear either myself or my brother Lee or my brother Walt. Um, we're doing trauma rooms. We're doing, I do a men's group every week, which has, has women coming into it. And so at least for my little part of the world, I definitely know to what you're saying is Clubhouse has dropped a lot. And there was a bunch of entrepreneurs and douchepreneurs and, and people just <laughs> totally making the place just a shitty place. And I had so many people tell me, oh, I took your, I took your advice and went and checked out Clubhouse and I went to this room these people were yelling at each other and they were degrading people and, and it was i'm like oh you went to the wrong room the wrong room totally, totally well, i'm gonna take room. my foot out of my mouth because i just spent you know this is where you gotta do more research on the host or whatever because i'm like oh they're all douches everyone on clubhouse and everything um no they're not all there and that's good if it works for you great like i know some people who've done well with it um i'd say the vast majority of people probably uh, didn't get the roi for the time that they spent in there but that's probably the mm -hmm. same with facebook linkedin twitter and everything else anyways you know one of the things i'm really big on is um uh using social media but not letting it use me you know yeah. like if you're on facebook all day long or whatever social media you use uh it could get you could get jaded and distracted really easily because it's designed to stir up conflict and stuff so i do something called drive-by postings with mine it's like drive-by shooting <laughs> except i i get in i post so I you have sh post. you're advocating shooting people mark yeah well i'm in camera first you're calling people ma'am and now you're douchepreneurs <laughs> yeah, and now you're advocating right. skinning cats and shooting people oh yeah exactly um but i get in i have certain times a day that i pop in to check like facebook and email are my two um, achilles heels if i spend too much time in there with all the messages and stuff it's going to be distracting uh so i get in i do what i have to do and then i get the heck out of there and uh, this is the thing that really changed my thinking about it. a really quick story about pizza of all things <laughs> um my favorite. To show, yeah to show what a black hole social media can be so a few years back um i went down into the living room i said oh i'm gonna throw a pizza in the oven you know get a bite to eat or whatever real healthy lunch um and i said oh um, as it's in there for whatever it was 21 minutes i said i'll go out in the living room go on the laptop and just check in and see what's going on with facebook messages news feed and so on uh so i was sitting there for a couple minutes uh, out in the living room and i heard the ding the timer was up and uh i said geez what's going on there it hasn't been 20 minutes or whatever 
uh, it's only been a few minutes. And I went out to the kitchen and sure enough, it had been the full 20 minutes or whatever. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's kind of like, you know, um, people not saying I believe in aliens, uh, but people that talk about aliens talk about missing time or lost time where one minute they're, I don't know, um, fishing on a lake with friends or whatever. It's late at night. The next they wake up, they're naked in some roadside gas station or something. They've, they're, <laughs> they've been gone for 24 hours or whatever. Um, but that just uh, showed to me uh, there that I'm like, holy geez, that 20 minutes just went by like that and i didn't accomplish anything really when i look at what i did with it and i'm like that's kind of scary uh so that changed my thinking you know i got into a lot of books that were uh really the opposite of that to show how to fight it you know there's deep work by cal newport which is a great one uh indistractable uh near il i wrote that one uh oh boys the one thing uh gary keller yep. jay papazan that's a great um, one. The podcast geez. was really good too. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, I had Jay on my show. He was awesome. Uh, 24-6, uh, what's her name? Tiffany Shalane, I think. She uh, takes a full day off away from screens, her and her family from tech, no tech, uh, for one day a week. And that's where the 24-6 title comes from. And just hearing things like that. Uh, now, I haven't got to that point yet where I've taken a whole day off, but I feel so much better when I turn my phone to do not disturb. I chuck it in a drawer and then I just get work done and stuff. Um, just feels so liberating. Uh, I don't get me wrong. I love my phone. I love certain things it does. I love uh, podcasts, audio books, uh, Blinkist. I listen to a lot. Um, I love getting directions if I'm ever lost, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, that's right. Or if you have to order something, uh, it's great that way. But uh, these things are also dangerous. You know, they're poison as well. And uh, if you're not careful with it, it can take over your, your life, you know, and your sanity. So that's all I'm saying. Just be careful. Don't let the phone control you or social media control you. You control it for your business. Yes. Yes. Not like my wife who gets on a TikTok time suck and spends like three hours just doing this. Yeah. I'm like, you're, you're, you're gonna, your <laughs> yeah. thumb's going to fucking fall off. But to each his own, teach his own. My brother John says, serve without expectant, uh, serve without expectation and serve the individual as if they are your best client, no matter if they pay a dollar or a million, serve them from the heart. They will experience you and want more. Yes, absolutely. Mr. John, Mr. Jock. Uh, John says here, what can I charge a client ensures they will turn up by hook or by crook? What I charge a client ensures they will turn up by hook or by crook. Mm. What does that mean? What I charge a client? I don't know. I was reading Robert wants to slap near, so I got tied up with that. That's it. <laughs> was it? Uh, well, uh, Schroeder says here. Schroeder says a couple yeah. of rock stars right here. Thank you very much, hey, Schroeder, Schroeder. For, being here, for being here, brother. Um, let me see. Oh, we got Walter in the house. Walter McKinley. He goes, let's go, fam. Appreciate it. Uh, best-selling author, uh, Monsters in My House. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see. What was it? Uh, uh, Robert says here, I was not prepared to be put on stage right away, but the friend I was the think out loud partner with had been singing my praises and this inspired many questions. Thank you, Robert. What's up? What's up? Uh, Walt says, yeah, those rooms are still there. LOL. Uh, Tammy says, I've never been on clubhouse. If you ever want to come on clubhouse, let me know. You can definitely come to our rooms. Uh, John's in those rooms. Uh, Walt's in the rooms. Uh, John says here, using social media and not let it use you. Golden nuggets. I like this guy. That's unusual. Compliment city, LOL. Cool. Um, I, I didn't pay John to say that. Uh, I'll send <laughs> you the hundred bucks, John. Uh, just, you know, give me your PayPal. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's all good. Um, he's an amazing dude. Um, uh, John says here, WW2FFS, long time, you're alive. Not sure what that means either. I must, I must, I must be on a different planet tonight. I'm not sure. World, World War II. Talk yeah. shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was kind of thinking. So in, yeah. in you, you, so you're obviously a successful business entrepreneur. And, and, and in this time, I have personally seen a lot of people during COVID really evaluating their jobs and their occupations and their dreams and everything else. So I've seen a lot of people like wanting to execute on their, their business goals, but they're scared and they're apprehensive. What are some ideas that you have in helping small businesses get started and getting entrepreneurs started? What are some ideas that you have that you can help people watching and listening today to get them started in their business that where it doesn't seem so overwhelming and so arduous to, to have that happen? Uh, well, I think a lot of people getting started overthink it and that's human nature, right? So you want to research it. You want to have the perfect business plan. You want to have everything worked out so you don't make any mistakes. And, um, and I get where people are coming from, but you're never going to 
craft the perfect business plan. I don't care how much research you do. And you know, it's crazy. There's people who I talked to back when I was launching my podcast 2014, who still haven't launched <laughs> or still in quote research mode. And I'm like, you're gonna be dead soon if you don't launch, you know, soon uh, with it. So what I like to do anytime I uh, launch something is I give myself a runway uh, with it where I tell myself, okay, Mark, I'm going to give myself X amount of time to do whatever. So for example, with the podcast, it launched November of 2014. I said, I'm going to give myself a year, uh, good, the old college try put and I'm not going to worry about how many clients do I get from it? How much money do I make? Am I going to make a million bucks from it? I'm just going to put out the best possible show, you know, and it's probably, there's going to be some sucky ones. I'm going to have to improve, uh, but I'm going to give a runway for a year and, uh, and not worry as much about the results with it. And now if you put out the better or the best possible uh, product or whatever, uh, the chances are the results are going to come anyways. Uh, with daily emails, which I referenced earlier, uh, before 20 April 2016, I was getting nothing from my email marketing. You know, I could count on one hand the amount of times I ever got a sale. If that, it's probably on two fingers I could count it. And, and I was ready to give up email marketing. And uh, but here's back to Ben Settle to get a shout out for. Uh, I was talking to Ben after he had been on my show. He's been on now, I think, three times or maybe even more. And I was bitching him about email and stuff. And this was before I was an email player subscriber and stuff, his print newsletter. And he basically said, well, why don't you know, try daily emails, Mark? You know, because he's a really big daily email guy. And I had all the same objections anyone I'm sure people here have is, oh, my God, that's crazy. People hate me. Uh, they'll unsubscribe and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm going to give myself 30 days, you know, and I'll see what happens. Nothing to lose except some time to craft it. But it's not like it's cost me a lot of money. And I gave it 30 days. And, you know, sure enough, I made $10 million. And no, I'm just joking. Um, uh, but what started to happen is, that, yeah, that's right. There we go. No, it wasn't $10 million. It was $8 million. I was able to buy the yacht, the island. Um, no, I started to get some replies from my email which never happened before because in the previous two years I was doing it like most other people you know I'd send an email a week maybe one every two weeks maybe two on a certain week and they were boring as hell you know they're designed not to offend anybody and they were great if anyone had trouble getting to sleep right they could just pop open my email there's better than melatonin or anything to, to get to sleep and uh, so those are two things that I'm going to do it daily email and I'm just going to take the filter off and just you know say what I want and uh, in those 30 days I started to get uh, replies from people and I started to make some sales from it not a million dollars but some stuff started to trickle in and that was enough to convince me that hey there's something here and here we are now many years later I'm still doing it uh, so in both cases the podcast the daily emails other stuff I do I give myself a runway where I don't worry about the results and say I don't care if I'm going to make any sales whatsoever I'm just going to give it x amount of time put my best effort in. And that's the same advice I give anyone starting a business. Don't research too much, just get started, but also don't put too much stock in. I need to get, you know, five clients this month, you know, or I'm quitting or whatever, because it's hard to actually control those things or out of your control, but you, there's certain things you can control, which will give a better chance of getting better results. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I want to go back to something Jock said about charging. And, and relating to the coaching industry, but also in general, what we charge, what are your thoughts on that? As far as, you know, let's, we, I guess we can use coaching for this point. A lot of people will think like, and I've had this, I've, I've struggled with this with situation as well. Like, okay, I want to put a, I'm going to put a six month group coaching program out there and I'm going to charge 3,500 bucks. And then also now I get 20 people going, oh my God, Chris, I can't afford $3,000. So me being the people, per, per, people pleaser that I am sit there and think, okay, well, God, I want to make it fun for everybody. I want to make everybody able to do it. So I'll drop my price and get those people in there. But I've learned some lessons about that. Talk to us about how we formulate our pricing uh, and what some beliefs that we should have about ourselves and, and, and standing by some of those pricing as we do that. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough, especially the coaching world, because it's not like, um, you know, if you're selling a certain uh, product like a car, you can look in, you know, the books and you say, okay, this car should be this amount, right? Like, it's not right. a lot of guesswork. Uh, if you're doing certain service-based things, like, for example, I have a twin brother, Matt, he edits podcasts. So he knows a range of, okay, podcasts are usually this much, to this uh, amount, to this amount for, per episode, roughly. Uh, with a coaching, God, there's people doing it for free or peanuts per hour. And then there's, you know, the Tony Robbins charging a million bucks a year or whatever, you know, and then a whole bunch of stuff in between. Um, so it's always a challenge because you want to charge, um, you know, don't make the mistake of a lot of, say, coaches um, where they're charging too little. That's usually where they err on that 
side of it. Um, you want to make sure you're charging enough, but you also don't want to pass the the point of no return where you don't believe that it's worth that much. Uh, so for a good example, for me, as much as I would love to make a million dollars a year, uh, Christopher, if you hired me, uh, I'll get you my PayPal. You can send it to me. Um, <clears throat> in my mind, I'm like, nah, I'm not worth a million bucks a year. Uh, you know, I've got one-on-one packages, 10K. Yeah, I feel good about 10K. I'm going to bump that up as time goes on. Uh, so you have to feel really good about it because that's the toughest person to convince is the man or the woman in the mirror, not anyone that's out there. Um, I don't think I've ever regretted doing a price increase. So, you know, I've been sometimes hesitant because I'm like, oh, this package is selling. Do I really want to tempt fate and, you know, crank the price up and then I lose everyone? Uh, but usually what happens is anyone you chase away, uh, hate to say lower quality client, but maybe they, they're not putting as much effort into it. They're not as committed in, in a lot of cases. And you're attracting a, a someone who is more committed. They got more skin in the game and they're willing to put more work into it. So it's finding that sweet spot where you're charging enough that you're being compensated well for what you're doing, uh, but you're not um, charging so much that you don't feel you're worth it. Uh, right. So for me, I have to believe in what I'm selling. A uh, good example is, uh, you know, again, I, I crapped on uh, Clubhouse. Now I'll crap on MLMs. Uh, if anyone's into, you know, MLM, that's great. You know, do you or whatever. For me, I'm not into network marketing. I just can't sell it. And yeah, um, so for, for years, I batted away anytime people try to get me involved in it. Um, before I started coaching, because I had a gap there, I had a real estate business, I grew to about 100 agents and employees, everything was going great till it collapsed, and it exploded in a big ball of fire it was a mess. Um, but there's a couple of years in between where I was trying to find my way uh, before coaching. And uh, one of my friends who had uh, convinced me to get into MLM. And uh, now I, I'm not even a coffee drinker. <laughs> I hate coffee. I've had one sip of coffee in my life and I'm like, oh, this is awful. It's not my thing. Uh, he got me into an MLM selling coffee. So I don't like MLMs. <laughs> I don't like That's uh, a good salesman right there. I'm going to lose my Canadian citizenship because I hate coffee and I hate beer. And in both cases, I've had one swig in my life and I hated both. So I'm going to get kicked out of the country. Um, but he convinced me to go into You can't this, leave the uh, country though. You're not allowed to leave Canada. Yeah, there right we now. go. Yeah, well, I'll sneak in. I'm going to yeah find a way, pay someone to sneak me across the border to the U.S. Um, but yeah, so I said, I'll give it a go because I got nothing else going on or whatever. Now, I like to think that I'm a good salesperson because for years I spent my 20s uh, selling a lot of houses and real estate and, you know, I've been selling my whole adult life. Um, I could not sell that darn coffee MLM. I did meetings because I didn't believe in it, you know? Right. And uh, so that's the thing. So anyone that said, oh, Mark, you can sell ice to the ask, I was like, no, I can't. Because if I don't believe in it, I suck at selling it. I have to believe in it. Same goes with pricing your stuff. So you want to find something that's uh, challenging you. You're pushing your limits with pricing, but not so high that you don't believe in it because then you're not going to be able to sell it. You know, mm. It's a tricky, tricky balance. I love that. I love that. Um, David, uh, David, what's up, David? Thank you for being here. He says, any suggestion for the competitive woman's clothing e-com line of business? I'm probably the worst person to ask. Um, now that <laughs> yeah, being that's an interesting said, uh, question. Yeah, I, I do buy that from like Sheen and stuff because my fiance's uh, retail therapy. She loves clothes and things and say, hey, can you buy me a Sheen order or whatever? So uh, that's the, that's my experience when it comes to women's clothing uh, uh, for that. Um, you know, full disclosure, I'm not your best guy to talk to uh, about that, Dabit. <laughs> yes. No, thank you for that question. Uh, appreciate it. I think there was another question up here. Um, I wanted to make sure I didn't miss it. Uh, Schroeder says here, true, harder to convince myself what I'm worth than my actual prospects. Yes, that's that's uh that's something we uh, that we've had challenges with, but I, I love your answer and being able to to formulate it that way. Um, when when I'm thinking about you know, like starting a business and I'm thinking about you know you talked about the different perspective points that we get from people. What are your thoughts on? the the one aspect of Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, grind, hustle, you know, you know, don't sleep and do all that and to get your business running, you know, eat shit for 10 years yeah. or the other side of things that says, you know, do it at your pace, you know, do it to where you enjoy it. Don't burn yourself out on it and it will come to you. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts on either side? Actually, that's a question I've thought of a lot because there are two schools of thought. You got the Gary Vaynerchuk Grant Cardone, which says you got to work 120 hours um, a week 
you have to be making calls while you're in the shower. If you're not making calls in the shower, you're a loser. You don't want your dream. You're not going to be able to buy the New York Jets one day and all this stuff. Um, The flip side of it is you have the uh, ones that want to manifest, you know, lay back in your lazy boy and dream of what you want. Um, Four-hour work week, Tim Ferriss stuff. Now, I've had debates with Tim Ferriss disciples, and they say, well, he didn't literally mean four hours a week because I say, well, he spends more than that on his podcast, you know, a week. They say, oh, they didn't mean it literally. Uh, but there's two schools of thought. Um, I probably, I, you know, like anything, it's never black and white, right? Like there's problems mm-hmm. with both of those. I lean more towards the camp of the um, Grant and Gary in terms of uh, having to work for it. Because, you know, if you're wanting to work just five minutes a day, it's going to be hard to do it. Uh, but when reason, if you start get so clo- uh, far that way that you're starting to feel like you're burning out, you're not going to put out a good uh, quality product. So the thing for me with my business with coaching is so much is dependent upon content creation with things like the emails, the podcasts, the social media posts and so on. If I'm working every waking hour, I'm going to be just beat and my content's going to suck, you know, with it. So for me, I'm always challenging myself. Um, what I'm really, I've gotten much better at the last few years because I'm a recovering workaholic. I blame my real estate days with it. I could it, back in the day easily justify working 24 seven, you know, and I could tell myself it's what I should be doing. Uh, what I've gotten a lot better with is uh, when I'm working, I'm working. And when I'm playing, I'm playing and I yeah. don't let them bleed into each other. So I used to be, yeah, really bad with, uh, for example, here at the house, uh, um, I would hang out with my fiance, my son, my stepdaughter, but I'd have my laptop with me. I'd take it up from the office into the living room. So I'm like, oh, I'm hanging out with the loved ones or whatever, but I'm also working on a couple of emails and doing things too. And right. I'm not doing either of them to the best of my ability. So what I've gotten much better at is keeping my work in my office here. You know, the, the laptop, everything stays on the desk. Uh, I get my work done. Uh, concentrate and get it finished but then when i'm going into the living room to watch the movie with the family i'm actually watching the movie you know so i'm 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 not letting it bleed into each other working when i'm working playing when i'm supposed to be playing yeah you're what you're talking about is something i've learned um after having my son who's now five years old is being very intentional with how we're spending our time so one of the things i do now is i've got my studio here and everything is whenever I, whatever I'm done with a show or done with a coaching client or done with something, before I walk out that door, I ask myself, what is it that I'm going to be next? Am I going to be a husband? Am I going to be a dad? You know, and I, I set myself like after this, I know I'm going to go get my son a bath and spend time with him, read these stories. So I see her pause for a second, probably about two or three minutes, and I just sit there and go, okay, who do I, who does my son expect me to be when I go out the store? Who does, who, you know, what does a five-year-old want in a dad when I walk out the store? So I'm not, so I'm not carrying the show with me and thinking, oh, I love what Mark said. I'm going to do the, you know, it's like, I be, I'm very intentional. Like, okay, for the next couple hours or whatever, I'm going to be dad, man. And to your point on the weekends, usually after my show, I do another Friday show, the unfiltered experience after that, usually about six o'clock from six until from six Friday night until usually Monday morning, I don't check social media very much. Oh, I'll wow. post personal okay. stuff every once in a while, but I just really devote that time to my family. So I love what you're saying about being very intentional and being very present, you know, cause our families do deserve the best of us. So I love what you're saying there. One thing I want to pick your brain on here for a second, cause we've already been talking for 47 minutes, which is crazy. Um, when we're thinking about business opportunities, and I'm sure you've had this question many, many times, I think I know what your answer is going to be, but when we're thinking about our products and our services, right? Oftentimes we think we want to do so many different things. We want to, we want to be generalized in our, in our coaching or generalized in everything else. What are your thoughts, especially nowadays with, with the sea of professionals and advice givers and whatnot, business professionals, what are your thoughts on niche markets and, you know, like having really like a, just a core specialized thing versus, you know, maybe having some general things with maybe a few specialized areas for people. What are your thoughts on, on being able to segregate yourself and the business offerings that you have? Yeah. I mean, this is another one. Uh, where it's not always black and white. So the standard answer, stock answer is you've got to niche down, right? Um, and I get what people are saying with that because there's, what, 8 billion people in the world. You don't need a very big pool of people to do well. So um, generally speaking, I prefer that approach. Uh, that being said, if you're just getting started in whatever business, uh, whether it's coaching or something else, how do you know what that niche is going to be? How do you know what you enjoy doing and and all that stuff? You don't know because you've never done it. So I do think there's something to be said for starting with a little more of a broad focus, but then narrowing down as time goes on. So you mm-hmm. might think, you know what? I really don't like working with these type of people. Well, a good example, um, I had a, a past client who was a coach who wanted to be a men's breakup 
specialist coach, you know, basically men who are going through breakups and need help getting back on their feet or whatever. Uh, he discovered really quickly within a few months that he's like, uh, this is making me miserable. I'm depressed. I don't want to deal with this. You know, um, yeah. us men are horrible. Like, you know, it's uh, like that old meme you ever see, uh, day one of the breakup the uh guy is you know high-fiving his friends they're out partying they're all happy and uh, the woman is crying and she looks miserable or whatever then the meme says day 30 of the breakup uh the woman's out with her friends she's, she's smiling she's having a great time or whatever the guy's laying in bed with his blankets pulled up over the jack daniels and you know and everything else <laughs> picture me? yeah there you go um so us guys aren't always great with dealing with stuff like that we don't talk our feelings or whatever and he just for whatever reason he wasn't happy with it he's like if i had to do this for the rest of my life i'm gonna be pretty miserable with it so i said hey look you don't have to stick with it at least you gave it a try you talked to some of these guys going through this stuff um wasn't for you and that's fine you can move on to something else with it so um nothing wrong with changing now i know coaches who are very successful that have uh, no niche to speak of they'll work with um, absolutely anyone really you know as long as someone wants to change um, you know like one of the coaches uh, closer to your neck of the woods he's in arizona uh, steve hardison the ultimate coach Steve Hardison, I don't think, would say he has an actual niche. Um, he charges, you know, what is it, a hundred and some thousand a year to work with him or something like that. Yeah, and people have to go to him. Um, I don't have the books on my bookshelf. I wish it was here, but it's called The Ultimate Coach. His wife, Amy, wrote it. She co-authored it with someone, so I recommend checking it out. Um, but people have to go to Arizona. they got to fly. they got to drive there. They go to his office. There's a certain uh, thing that they have to follow with it or he won't work with you. Uh, wow. with it now what would most people getting a hundred thousand two hundred thousand a year would uh fly to chicago new york or whatever to meet these people because while well, they're paying that much money that's the least i could do steve's like nope this is how i do my business and you know if you're not cool with it then you're not cool with it but he probably wouldn't say that he has an actual niche and he's doing very well with it so that's the only asterisk i'll put with the whole niching thing i i think there's a lot of wisdom there with it but you don't have to technically have a niche Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I mean, and that's, that's one of the things I found out in my journey. I started off as a, I, because I'm really good at relationships. I was a relationship coach. And then to your point, yeah. after about a year of that, listening to people's relationships bullshit, I was like, no, no, I found my relationship starting to suck. Cause I was like, okay, no, I can't do this. So I, I ditched the relationship coaching. I've been, a, I've been all sorts of different coaches, but now I've just found, I think that for my answer to people, when they ask me that is that it, it should shift and evolve as you shift and evolve. So I know for me now, my passion is helping people who are comfortably miserable. I'm usually like 80% of my clients are women. So I love going after the women who are ready to go in their, basically in their thirties, forties, fifties, and even sixties, they're comfortably miserable. They want change and they want a coach to help them out of it. I love that. I love being able to help people because now I'm so passionate about getting people out of the, the situation where they're comfortably miserable and really rocking their life and living passionately, you know, taking those challenges, taking those risks, jumping and actually just really experiencing life. So for me, it's shifted over the over the time, but it's still you know, people know me as being just the, the general no excuses coach, but you know, it's, it's interesting how you, you shift and evolve as you, as you grow and decide what it is that you want to what you really want to do. Yeah, well, so many people get uh, worked up because they're like, well, I can't possibly change niches because people have seen me the last few years advertising this one and they'll think I'm a quitter and a loser. They um, they don't realize people don't really care what, uh, for the most part, what Mark or what Christopher is doing. Uh, not as much as we think they're focusing on us. Uh, the story I always remember from years ago, uh, do you remember... Well, Again, we're going raw and unscripted here. Uh, Anthony Weiner in New York, remember oh. the politician? Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, he was an up and coming, what was a congressman or something. And uh, Smart, yeah. he uh, unfortunately tweeted out his, uh, he had the worst last name for this. He tweeted out a deck pick. His last name is Weiner to uh, someone who uh, isn't, wasn't his wife. Uh, so basically went out to however many thousands of followers he had. It was this big brouhaha. Like I remember hearing about it here in Canada, but it was the, you know, he was a brunt of jokes for late night hosts and everything else for a while. Uh, but right. Mel, Mel Robbins, who wrote uh, the five second rule of uh, high five habit, I think is her new one. Uh, she was writing a column in Success Magazine, and she was talking about how at the um, height of the Anthony Weiner scandal, she caught a cab in New York City. So right at ground zero for Weiner, you know, Weiner Gate <laughs> or whatever you'd call it. Um, and she was making conversation with the cabbie and she's like, so what do you think of the whole Anthony Weiner thing? And the cab driver said, who? 
And she said, Anthony Weiner, you know, that, that thing. And he was, who's that? He had no clue who she was talking about. Um, nice. So you'd think that if anyone should know about Anthony Weiner, it's a cab driver in New York, right? New York city uh, right. with it. But you know, her point was that cab driver probably is worrying about, is he going to be able to pay the mortgage this month? Uh, maybe his wife's sick, his daughter's dating a loser who hits her. I don't know, whatever. Um, he's got a lot of stuff going on in his world. He doesn't know about or care about Anthony Weiner. So um, if you're changing your niche, People don't care. Don't get too hung up on that. Just get out. Just change it. You know, um, one of the coaches I have a lot of respect for, uh, JV Crumb the Third, has oh, yeah. con- Conscious Millionaire yep. uh, podcast. J- JV told me he's uh, evolved his niche or his target market four times. Now this was a couple of years ago, so maybe it's gone even a little bit more. Um, but you know, he didn't worry about well, gee, should I be changing this or what are people going to say or whatever? You know, it's just evolved over the years. If you're not changing, you know, there's probably something going on, right? Uh, over those years. So mm-hmm. yeah, don't get too hung up on your niche. Yeah. No, I love JB Crumb. I was actually on his, uh, his podcast. Yeah. Uh, he's been on my podcast as well. Um, great guy. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah. John says name bomb, Steve Hardison and Steve Chandler, two icons. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got, uh, we got Darlene in the house. What's up, Darlene. Thank you for being here from Florida. Um, John says here, I fight with work and play. You should not fight. You should let it go in the flow, Mr. John Brokos. Uh, he says, no, no such thing as a four-hour work week. That'd nope. be pretty miserable. Eh? If you did it, uh, maybe some people would like it. Um, for me, if I was doing something for four hours a week, I'd be going crazy because I'm like, well, what am I doing with the other 164 a week? Uh, don't get me wrong. There'd be some fun stuff there, but I think I'd be going crazy too. So why not find something you really enjoy doing so you want to do it more than four hours a week and it doesn't feel like work? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Man, I can't believe we've already been talking for 55 minutes. I know it's nearing midnight where you are. Um, I can sit here and talk to you for another couple of hours, but I know that uh, you're tired and you want to get on. I turn uh, into a pumpkin in four minutes. So yeah, no, no pumpkins, no pumpkins, but man, I just appreciate the conversation tonight, your boldness, your transparency, your authenticity. I've always appreciated and respect you, Mark, big time. So where can people continue the conversation with you? Uh, well, I've mentioned the Facebook group. That's at coachingjungle.com. We'd love to have good people in there. Uh, if you want to check out the podcast, the email list, all that stuff, naturalborncoaches.com. Mm, that's a place they can find you on social media at Mark Mawini, right? On you Instagram, it. It's Facebook. a weird one. It's uh, If anyone can spell it right the first time, kudos. <laughs> Did I get it right? Uh, you got her. Yeah, there you Fucking go. Better. Mark with a C, but then Mawini's not exactly Miller. It's Irish or something. I've heard McWinnie, Mahiney, Mahoney. Actually, fun fact, and this is in your neck of the woods, uh, I didn't realize uh, the top sniper in U.S. history who has the most kills, sniper kills in war, is Chuck Mawini, who I think's in the Pacific Northwest somewhere. Uh, but he is in Vietnam, and he has, uh, I guess he's like the Wayne Gretzky of sniper world. You know, like everyone knows him there. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, that's a Mawini fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> the Mawini Mo- tribe, the Mawini tribe. Yeah. So brother, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you. I'm going to set you backstage for a second. I'm going to close out the oh. show. Don't go anywhere. I want to have a little chat with you uh, before we go, but uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. There you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, an hour here on the Ron Unscripted show with my friend, Mark Mawini talking all things, business and opportunities. And the really thing that I want to impart upon you guys again, and just to kind of recap the conversation with Mark, is the fact that no matter where you're at in life and what it is that you're focusing on, whether you're in business for yourself or working a regular nine to five job, one of the best things you could do is to be, to have the integrity with yourself, to really wake up and decide every single day and be intentional with the person that you're going to be, be intentional with the shit that you're not going to put up with and start drawing lines in the sand of who it is that you are and who it is that you want to become and let go of some of that stuff that's no longer working for you. Because right now what I'm seeing a lot in life is that people are tolerating a lot of stuff that they don't need to be tolerating. And one of the exercises that you guys know I do with my coaching clients is to take a list and put out there what it is that you're tolerating from yourself, what it is you're tolerating from others, and what it is that you're tolerating from inanimate objects. And when what, what I find is that after a week, people come back and they sit there and they say, oh, I'm tolerating a few things. And I tell them, I said, really go back and consider what it is that you're tolerating. Really look at those things and keep that keep that pen and paper with you over the next week. And they come back and they, they're actually really quite stunned at how much they're really truly tolerating. And that, that starts with the fact that what it is that we're willing to let go of and what it is that we're willing to fight for. And you guys know me, I'm willing to fight for just being me. 
in just being raw and unscripted, being unfiltered. You know, I swear, I tell bad jokes, you know, I say inappropriate things, but at the same time, I'm coming from my heart and you guys know that. So for me, being able to get up every day and choose to be the no excuses coach and choose just to be who I am has been a major accomplishment for my life. And I can tell you guys, I'm not making near as much money as I used to, but I'm not selling my soul. I'm not pretending to be somebody I'm not. I'm not, I'm not out there trying to make all these other people happy so that I can get some sort of egotistical financial uh, accoutrements to, 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 to justify my existence right? I love waking up every single day, getting to be who I am, getting to serve you people, getting to make the world a better place for who I am, getting to be a dad and just really, just, uh, just really loving life. And that's what I want for each and every one of you guys. When you're, when you're congruent with yourself, when you set the path and the tone for how you're going to live your life and you don't tolerate any of the other bullshit, that's the juice, ladies and gentlemen, that is the juice. Um, so I appreciate you guys. Um, John says here, scout sounds Scottish. Uh, I'm not Scottish. Uh, Schroeder says here, this has been great guys. Thank you. I appreciate that. Ron says here. Thanks, Chris. Great show. Good advice, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, Ray's in the house. He says made the closing rant. What's up, brother Ray. Thank you for being here. You can always go back and check it out. Listen to the replay. Darlene says you rock buddy. I appreciate you, Darlene. So again, guys go out there and be the best you can be. Wake up every single day, living the legacy that you want to leave and you one that you want people to be most proud of. Um, and with that, that is the raw unscripted show tonight. I'm Christopher Roush. We'll see you next week, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Tuesday nights. Put it on your calendar. We'll be back here again next week. I love you guys. I'll be answering the questions and engaging with you in the comments here in a little bit. So thank you guys always for being here every single week. I love you guys. Misfits for life. Let me know what I can do to serve you and continue moving your life forward, okay? I love you guys. We'll see you next week on The Ron Unscripted Show. I'm Christopher Roush.